Welcome to Multifamily AP 360, the show where we discuss 360-degree views on mindset, passive, and active multifamily investment. If you're looking for tips and strategies, or just want to learn from the experiences of others, both good and bad, then listen on. This is Multifamily AP 360 with your host, Ramakrishna Chunchu. Today's our guest is Fred Moskovich. Welcome, Fred. Thank you, Rama. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. A little bit about Fred. Fred is an educator and best-selling author who has trained countless investors from all walks of life on how to create a passive income streams of their own. As a fund manager, Fred manages a mortgage note investment fund and is considered an industry veteran within the note investing arena. Fred teaches the concept the individual investors are able to step into the shoes of shoes of the lender through note investing and effectively be the bank. So with that, Fred, you want to add anything to your background? No, you, you did a great job covering everything. Thank you. Sure. Thank you very much. And so you're mainly expert in note investing arena. So share me like, how did you get into that space? And share me a little bit before that, what, what is that you did, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before uh, I was involved in investing, I had a very long successful career working as a computer engineer. I worked in the technology sector, spent many years working at different technology and startup companies. And what happened was I watched my entire industry get turned completely upside down during the bursting of the dot-com bubble. And right around the same time, we had the September 11th terrorist attacks. And I realized that I was way too dependent on the income from my job. It was my only source of income. And uh, I loved the work I was doing, but my job had all of these circumstances completely out of my control. And so what I learned was that no matter how talented of an engineer I was or how valuable of an employee I was, I could quickly lose my job due to no fault of my own. And so with that, uh, I wanted to start building other sources of income so I wouldn't be so dependent on the paycheck from my job. And with that, I turned to uh, starting to learn about alternative investments and got started with real estate, built up a, a great portfolio there. And after a number of years, I started learning about note investing and through some personal relationships I had in the investment uh circles that I was in, I had the opportunity to start buying some notes. And so I went into that, uh, did well with it and grew the portfolio over time because I saw that note investing is something that you could really scale and grow into something big. And so I became very interested in that. Got it. Share me like a little bit more about note investing, how that sure. works, what is the process, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What is note investing? Note investing is investing in the paper, investing in the notes and mortgages, which are associated with all the properties that uh, real estate investors are familiar with, whether it's houses, single family, we have commercial property, multifamily, all these different asset classes. And so you can invest in the paper 
in the financing uh, of of those properties. And it's a really interesting part of the real estate business. What I've found is that a lot of real estate investors, they don't pay any attention to it. And many people, when they think of a note and mortgage, they think about it from the perspective of being the borrower and not as being the lender. And so note investing, it allows you to step across the aisle to become the bank and in doing this, it's a great way to increase the predictability of your cash flow. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. So how exactly that works as a you know, buyer or investor, how exactly can access to those kind of note mortgages? Yeah, there's, there's uh, two ways to get involved in note investing. The first way is to go out in the secondary market and buy, buy notes individually. And uh, this is more of an active approach, being hands-on. It does take a lot of time and learning the business and, and dedicating the time to it. Now, the other path is to go more passive. And to be passive investor in notes, you would invest in a note fund. And a note fund is similar to a real estate syndication where the fund managers raise capital and then go out and buying notes in bulk quantity. And some of the advantages are that they have access to uh, more notes um, and the investors get to leverage their experience, their expertise and relationships and access to notes um, and, and earn a passive return. And so those are really the two, two main approaches to getting involved and getting started in note investing. And you know something, Rama, there's no right or wrong answer. It's a really individual thing where uh, for you as an investor, you have to see what makes the most sense for you and what your goals and objectives are. Got it. So as a fund manager, note fund manager, so how do you find you know, good note mortgages and what is your criteria in selecting? What is your process? Well, this this goes the same for any any note investor, anyone getting involved in, in note investing. How do you go about finding notes? It's all through through personal relationships. Everything happens through relationships. And so you you buy notes from note sellers, which can be hedge funds, small, medium, large size. They they often buy pools of notes from the big government agencies and then turn around and distribute those into smaller pools and re they'll keep some, they'll sell some. Other node investors as well. Uh, everyone is active in, in the node investment business. We buy and sell notes to each other all of the time. A lot of it's based on liquidity needs at a particular time. And so uh, it's interesting because a lot of us know each other and we we may buy buy from each other, sell to each other, and then other days uh, we're competitively bidding on a pool of notes. And so it's a really interesting dynamic. But that's how it works. And a lot of this, it comes down to getting good at building relationships. And I think that that's something, that's a skill that uh, no matter what type of investing you're doing, if you want to have access to deals and um, connections and and relationships. That's the best skill that you can work on developing and getting good at. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's a very very key skill in investing, right? So building relationships and yeah, network. 
So what is your fund size? What is the minimum investment? So from investors point of view and what kind of returns you, uh, your fund, you know, you're offering? Well, I'll, I'm going to speak in general terms, fund sizes, um, they can be small. I've seen funds that were raising $500,000 in capital. I've seen other funds that raise $50 million in capital. There, there's just different configurations that, that are out there. Um, and as far as minimums, those vary widely as well. Some funds uh, will have a smaller minimums of 10 or 20, $25,000, 50,000 is quite common. And then there's other funds that require higher minimums, a hundred thousand or 250,000 and up. And there's, it's just a matter of finding, looking at different options, seeing which uh, fund is a good fit for you. And, um, evaluating each of those characteristics. Like I said, there's no right or wrong answer. And it's a matter of getting out there, networking, meeting the different individuals, and considering all the different options. So for anyone looking at note funds, those are some of the recommendations I would say right off the bat, like in in the initial conversations that you have, those are some of the things you want to be looking at and talking about and asking about. Got it. Got it. So are you focusing on any specific markets? Is is that really a matter? Yeah, absolutely it is. I like I like residential uh residential mortgages all over the US. We buy nationwide. Um and there are many different types of notes. However, residential consider the Fannie Freddie definition of residential one to four unit, right? That's the most common look type of note that's originated in the US. And so there's the obviously the most that exist are of those types. But there are also commercial notes, uh, notes on multifamily buildings, notes on hotels, uh, different type of properties as well. And um, even more niche areas might be things like kind different types of commercial notes. Notes on uh, aviation aircraft and yachts and all these different different things where it's a secured note, but it, the asset securing is not not real estate. It's something else. And so, for someone that has experience in those type of businesses, that might be something to to look into. But there's just understand there's less of them out there, obviously, than uh, single family residents. Uh, residential is most common by far, and that'll be the one that that's going to be most prevalent and what you'll find if you're out there uh, looking for notes. Got it. What's the typical hold period? Typical hold period, there is no typical hold period. And here's why. Um, if we want to talk about typical, I'll, I'll share with you this statistic that in the U.S., the average life of a residential mortgage note is between five and seven years. So even though the most common product is a 30-year fixed rate note, what happens is within five to seven years, on average, that borrower is going to refinance or they're going to sell the property and um, maybe trade up into a larger home or downsize or they're moving because of a job change, different things like that, or forming families. 
And so there's this element of randomness happens because you buy a note and you never know when it could be paid off. And the borrower always has the right to pay off the note any time early. And so it's it's quite rare to hold a note out for its full term. And so your holding time, it varies based on that. Now, the other thing is that if you need to shorten your holding time, it's very easy to sell a note. A note can be sold in a matter of days or weeks if if you wanted to. Um, it's a lot easier to sell a note than it is to imagine selling a piece of real estate. How long will it take you to get the property ready for sale, list it with a realtor, put it up on the market, and wait for offers to come in, and then there's inspections and waiting for closing, right? It's typically like two months is very common. But to close and get a note sold, if you have the right relationships in place, you make a couple of calls to to uh, good buyers of notes. You can get the notes sold in a couple of days and and maybe a week at most, very very uh, quickly. And so that's liquid, liquid. I mean, very liquid investment. And so um, the answer to your question, what your holding time is. It, it, it really varies from having random uh, exit to if you need to sell it, you can sell it quickly and it's up to you. So it does offer a lot of flexibility for sure. Got it. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. So based on your experience, what are some of advantages investing in note investing compared to other, you know, other apartment indication uh, investing or any other investing? Yeah, great, great question. There, there's a couple of advantages and a couple of disadvantages too. So the <clears throat> the one advantage I like is that with note investing, your cash flow starts immediately. Basically, as soon as the loan is transferred, you start receiving payments. And so um, it's a steady and reliable uh, cash flow. And um, it's, of course, backed by real estate, something with tangible value. And your note can be very liquid. As I said, if you needed to sell it, it's easy to sell. Now, another advantage is that notes are customarily traded at a discount. So they're bought for less than the amount owed on the loan. And um, depending on how you negotiate, how good you are, uh, as well as how much risk you're willing to take on, you can negotiate a, a discount and that will vary. But that helps drive up the rate of return. And uh, another advantage that I like is the ability to scale. It's very easy. Uh, once you have your systems and processes in place, it's very easy to scale up quickly um, into a large portfolio uh, using good loan servicers that help you with the administration and a lot of the hands-on details allows you to scale up uh, quite quickly. Now, some of the some of the disadvantages and the main one that I uh, always talk about is with node investing, it generates a lot of tax liability. There's no deductions. There's no depreciation like you have with real estate. And so all of your income and profit, it becomes capital gains and interest income. And so if you have a, a strong performing portfolio of notes, you're going to be paying a lot of taxes. And uh, there's not much that, that can be done around that. Other than use, you can use strategies like 
uh, investing out of a retirement account and a tax advantage account, which helps. And that that actually is a very powerful strategy to to use. But those are some of the distinct characteristics that come to mind. Got it. So any other risks associated with not investing? Yeah, absolutely. There, uh, there's a number of risks that that uh, need to be considered. For instance, the when you buy a note, you become a secured lien holder. And so there could be other liens on the property that threaten your uh, lien position. Could be unpaid taxes or homeowners association dues that aren't paid. If you buy a junior lien, a senior lien if it went into default, could threaten your position. And so these are some of the things that need to be monitored and um, on an ongoing basis and managed. This is the reason why most lenders require escrowing for taxes and insurance and HOA dues is because the lender wants to make sure that those funds are collected and those obligations are paid in a timely manner. So they will often do it on behalf of the borrower. And that's the reason why you see those escrows, you'll see loans that require it in the loan documents. So really the the big one is uh, threats to the lien. Now, other other risks can be uh, changes in compliance uh, by by the government, compliance requirements, uh, consumer lending practices, because uh, residential mortgage notes falls under consumer lending. And so there's a lot of compliance that you need to be aware of and stay abreast of that. Got you. Very, very good points. So any best practices around note investing? Yeah, absolutely. Best practices for note investing. The top ones I would say are to have a good process and systems in place for performing due diligence before you buy. Uh, what you want to do is uncover any problems that, that are there and be aware of them. Um, there's nothing worse than buying a note. And then after you you receive the note and intake it, now you start to discover problems that you weren't aware of. And so uh, problems always come up and that's part of business, but you definitely want to know about them beforehand because sometimes it may impact your pricing or you may end up deciding not to buy the note because it's a problem that you're not comfortable handling. And the other best practice is I I always recommend use licensed loan servicers to service your notes. Um, Some real estate investors maybe have sold a property, carried an owner finance note for for the borrower on that property happens a lot with commercial transactions. Well, get that set up with a licensed loan servicer because they're going to do so much, keep keep everything compliant, send out disclosures and notices in a timely manner, and they manage the note for you. It's just like the same way a property manager manages a note. The loan servicer uh, our property manager manages a rental property. The loan servicer manages the note for you and takes care of sending out the tax notices at the end of the year and all, all of these details. And um, some states even will require that lenders use a licensed loan servicer to handle the note. But I, I find that it's it's best practice to use them 
whether it's required or not. It just makes your life as a node investor so much easier. Got it. Awesome. Current to market, like, you know, higher interest rates or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Inflation. Is there an impact of this stuff on note investing? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's an impact to pricing. Uh, We are in a time of uncertainty right now and with interest rates and the markets. And so it definitely impacts pricing. Note buyers are looking for uh, more of a spread to add some, some interest rate risk management there. And um, th- there's just uncertainty. We're in a time of uncertainty in the world. So no matter what type of asset class you're in- investing in, you want to be careful, consider all of the ups- upside points, the downside points, and make sure you manage your risk appropriately. Awesome, awesome. So let's shift towards personal side. So any personal habits that are helping you to be successful? Yeah, absolutely. One of the big ones that... Um, that I always keep top of mind is I consider myself a lifelong learner, always looking to learn, learn new skills, get better at skills that I have already and improve. Uh, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people take the position that once you graduate from high school or college, you never need to read a book again. And I, I think that's that's such a terrible way to to view the world. Uh, I I always encourage, no matter what business you're in, what you're doing, be a lifelong learner. There's always great workshops, classes you can take. And now there's so much online education available where you could learn from and study with top masters, top masters, and have these great opportunities to learn from them, take training and and so there's just so much for for everyone and i always encourage take advantage of that take advantage of that for sure awesome and any one personal learning or any one decision that you took that you uh, impacted your life positively yeah absolutely one of the biggest taking an active role in my investments and uh learning learning how to be a better investor learning those skills uh, taking classes about taxes, tax planning, and taking classes about uh, different life skills, sales and marketing, different areas to help me grow my business. I was an engineer. I didn't have any experience with sales and marketing. But guess what? I can go online, take some classes with masters of these areas and learn from some of the top people that uh, that have these skills and uh, that helps helps you so much with your growth. And um, these are skills that you learn one day and the next day you can begin to implement them in your business right there on the spot. And that is so valuable. Yeah, super. And any one book that impacted your life? Oh, there's so many. Um, you know, one that I love that uh, I'm rereading right now is called The Power of Who by Bob Bodine. And this is a great book about relationship building, uh, something I mentioned earlier, super important. And uh, it's a it's a great book. It's a short read. Uh, you can you can read it in an afternoon. And uh, such valuable nuggets in there that uh, that you can put to use right away. And the basic premise of the book is it's about networking, but 
What it is, is it teaches you that you already know all of the people that you need to reach the next level. You already know them. And so leverage and nurture those relationships that you have. And that is what will set you up for growth. Great stuff. Great point. Yeah. How, how can listeners can connect with you, Fred? Yeah, thank you. A uh, couple ways. Best way to connect with me is by visiting my website at fredmoskowitz.com. Um, or if you prefer an easier spelling, you can visit giftfromfred.com and uh, request a special report that I can send out about uh, about note investing. I also have my book available on Amazon, which provides a nice high-level overview of the industry and how to get started in note investing. It's called The Little Green Book of Note Investing, available on Amazon. And finally, if you prefer to use your mobile device, you can text me by texting the keyword money to the number 215-461-4433 and then following the prompts. So I always look forward to connecting with uh, with everyone, learning about what kind of investing you're doing and learning about different strategies, talking about different concepts and ideas. It's it's really wonderful. Awesome. And thank you very much, Fred. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Sure. That's the end of this episode of Multifamily AP360, but we'd love to continue to help you on your journey. Head to ushacapital.com slash podcast to join our email list for more tips and strategies. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is Multifamily AP360 with Ramakrishna Chuntu. We'll see you next time.